Hello and a warm welcome to this week's Super 6 podcast with Laura with them, Bio Akinfenwa. Hello, Bio. Hey, OW. I'm Hi, still listen. I'm still. I'm listen. I'm still all into you from last week. You know. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. Like, you know. And I'm just, man. How are you? I am great. I've had a good weekend. Um, I've had a busy week. This week feels a bit easier than it was last week. Um, Carabao Cup final at the weekend at Wembley. Let's talk about bio. that. Let's talk about that. Do you know what? Before we go into it, I do want to say mm-hmm. it's nice because I've seen you all over social media since the Carabao Cup, and uh, you know the worst thing is. Like I was going to do it like as well, but I've seen a lot of appreciation, LW appreciation mm. posts. Yeah. And you know what I'm loving? I'm loving that the world now is seeing how great you are. Do you know oh. what I'm saying? And they're just showing you that, no, nah, man, listen, you're you one of the best in the game. So, you know, people chat about like duos like JC and, you know, Gary Neville and be like, whenever you're on something, I'm in it. Like, and this is not, either this ain't poetry. This is like straight from the art, <laughs> innit? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm so, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing for you because, oh. you know, you that girl, innit? Like we've already said, you know what I'm saying? Work wife and that, you that girl. So talk to me. How was the Carabao Cup? That was really lovely. Thank you. Um, no, man, it's true. It, I'm just talking the truth. <laughs> thank you. Honestly, it was just, it was amazing. Like amazing to be there, you know, getting to go to Wembley. Um, getting to present a cup final, but there were fans there. And there were only 8,000 in, what, 80, 86, however many fans you can get in Wembley Stadium. And it just, the minute I heard them, instinctively, I thought it was the fan noise, the, you know, the, the crowd, the augmented crowd. And then yeah. I realised it wasn't. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I forgot what it was like. It was really, it was just lovely. Even, I know it sounds silly, but even, like, walking to Wembley, normally these days when you walk to football grounds there's just there's no one about um so it's great for traffic when you're getting away but like you just don't see any fans and I was walking to Wembley and I just heard someone that was having food in one of the restaurants outside and he went where's he and I looked over and I I was like shocked and I looked over and he was like all right enjoy the game and it was just a it was just a fan and I was like enjoy the game and I just forgot what it was like to interact with fans of football I just loved it um the game itself wasn't a classic obviously Spurs got absolutely battered in the first half, but just for for the occasion, you know, to to be at a cup final and to like be a part of that, I just yeah, I thought it was amazing. Really, I had a great time. By it. how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Got injured after last week's game, which mm. is just sod's law. Um, I just I just got into scoring form. Just got mm. into it. You know what I'm saying? Like with three games to go, I was gonna like finish the season with like nine goals or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we laughing for <laughs> so nah so um missed the last game so fingers crossed I can try and get back for Bournemouth yeah. at home. So um that's what I'm hoping. But other than that, nah man, um I've been all right man. I'm just I'm out here watching you in it. So as long as I can watch you then Oh, well, another person that we've been watching is Luke Ayling for Leeds, and um, he's our That's guest guy, this man. week. And I'm buzzing I'm to meet That's him. my guy. I say I'm looking forward to this, but this is my guy. Like, he come up through the ranks for the lower leagues, and so I'm looking forward to this one. Excellent. Should we go meet him? Come on in. Predict six correct scores on Super Six this week for a chance to win £250,000. Download the app and play by 3 pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super Six for more details. Yeah, what's going on, Luke? You good? Oh, yeah, you're right. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I feel like we have to start with how good Leeds have been so far this season, back in the Premier League after a long, long wait. You're a massive part of that. How have you been enjoying it? Loved it. Uh, then I loved every minute of it. Then I had to wait my time to play in the Premiership. It's come when I was 29, but then like, it's been worth the wait. Um, yeah, we started well and then like, we just carried on and just rode the wave, really, and just, yeah, just doing well then like, we've got five games left to see where we can finish and go from there uh, yo uh, let me just say like other than the Liverpool games i got mad love for you in it like but last week or whatever yeah. it was I'm <laughs> hating on you a little bit I, I ain't gonna lie bro you draw it back we're trying to get the Champions League here you get what I'm saying it was close like, as well you... <laughs> it was oh. close that second half then like, I thought we were gonna get you second half to be honest I, let me say something I was nervous as hell Second half, you man came out on... To be... All right, let me just touch on that because we have had a few Leeds players. So what did Bielsa say to you second half? Because, like, you lot came out, like, on some next level. Like, didn't stop running. And I was nervous. I ain't going to lie. I was nervous. And then you lot got it. So what is, throughout the season, what is, what's he's been his message? 
just in like he's so then like then like then like he's pretty much the same every game. Then like we go into every game trying to win it, and then then like the game last week, then like we felt like we'd done all right first half. Then we played a lot of decent football, but then like it was passed around the back a lot and not really going forward. So then like he was just like told us to get it forward a bit quicker and. Yeah, then I try and get into the half a lot quicker and play in their half. And then we come out second half, we've done really well and scored the goal and maybe could have had a you know, like couple of others. Patrick had a good few chances, which could have won us the game and pushed us up that league a little bit further, but it weren't to be. So then not like a draw, then not against the champions is not bad. Let's talk a bit about um, your press officer, James Mooney. He um, regularly gives us information about Leeds because that's what he's like, you know, a sharing press yeah. officer. And they're the kind of people that you need to work closely with. And I did get a message last night and it was just a clip that someone had put up of you on Twitter. And um, <laughs> and it basically um, shows an attempted pass that you made with the outside of your right foot that didn't quite go to plan, did it? No, it didn't go to plan. Then, like, then, like I think it was in about the 90th minute and the ball's come across. Then I like, took a nice touch inside somebody, I can't remember who it was, and I've come inside and I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to ping this outside of the boot, then I'm going to unlock something, score the winner or something, and it's going to be amazing. It's come off my toe, gone back towards our goal, they're counter-attacking, I'm running back, smiling, like like a little laughing to myself, thinking, please don't score, please don't score. But it was awful, and all the boys after the game were just laughing, but then like you got to try these things, you know? Listen, listen, you do? I was bossing up. I swear down to you, yeah? I was bossing up. And I see you tracking back. So as a player, there's times when, you know, the ball comes up and you have a bad touch and they break. And all you're doing is don't score off this counter-attack. Don't score off this mistake. If you score after a corner or something, that's cool. But was, was your mind on that? Please don't score. Please don't score. Yeah, just then, like, until... Then like, until then like the ball goes out of play or, or then our player gets it back and then passes it to them, then then I can relax. But for the for like <laughs> then it must have been two minutes. I was just like, please don't score. It was ninetieth minute. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get battered. I'm gonna get battered. And then thankfully then we saw it out and see it out till the end. But yeah, but then uh, like when I done it, then uh, like in the clip I've I've gone to play it and I've just like sunk into my arms, uh, hands laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, that <laughs> that's the horrible. funniest bit about it. Cause you just, yeah. instantly, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, just oh. laughing to myself. Oh all of them, all of a sudden right. you're not on the pitch in the Premier League. You're just like, you're just at some playground or in, in field or Sunday yeah, league or something like that. Um, why is your nickname Bill? Uh, then like, I get asked this all the time and there's nothing exciting about it. Then like, then like when we went scholarship with Arsenal, then um, Freeman come in and his name's Luke Freeman. And so there was two Lukes in the 18s. So the boys just started calling me Bill. And then ever since then, every single club I've gone to, I just said, yeah, then, then like, my name's Bill, Bill, Bill. So everybody calls me Bill now. There's nobody. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Coaches call me Bill. Everybody calls me Bill. So yeah, I quite like so it. So should we call you Bill? Yeah, yeah. Then like feel free. Feel hey, what's up, Bill? Call me Bill, so, Bill yeah. Ailing. <laughs> That's what I love about football, though. I love about football because you know this, Luke. You know this about football is that's what happens. Like literally, a nickname can stick from from wherever, and it just sticks with you for your whole career. And it, there's no logic to it. It's just like, listen, this is what they call me, and then all of a sudden, people just be like, yeah, yeah, what's up? Hey, Bill's in the corner. Yeah. People coming in and be like, Bill, who? Be like, yeah, yeah, you know, Luke. Be like, wait, how did you get Bill? Yeah, Luke then like, that's what it's like, honestly. Like, who's Bill? <laughs> Who's Bill? Who's Bill? And I, I, then, then, then I am Billy Boy. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, listen, you just mentioned about where you, where it all started for you. Um, it was Arsenal when you were so young, such a such a baby, age of eight at Arsenal. And then I just want to ask the question of whether or not they felt that you weren't good enough because I just had a little look at the table and it must feel a bit special that you've been promoted into the Premier League in your ninth and you're actually a point ahead of Arsenal, who are in 10th. Yeah, yeah. Look, then, like, then, like, of course, then, like, that was 10 years ago when, then, like, they said I weren't good enough, which at the time, then I, then like, I can admit then, then like, I was nowhere near that level because that was when Arsenal were going for leagues. They were second, third in the league. They were right up there. When so they were good. You can I was say nowhere it, near it, good. but then, like, it's certainly nice to go good back now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then like, it's nice to go back there now and 
but obviously then like we're sitting in ninth they're sitting in tenth so it's nice to look down on them a little bit and smile <laughs> all right so, so look <clears throat> let me say so um, I, I spoke to this said this to you off air in a sense where i think your journey and your story is what football's about you know it's it's literally what can be achieved with hard work so you know you talked about you know your arsenal the glory days where they had like playing with Highbury and then you know when you heard that you got released what was your mindset from that you know did that I mean they always say your experiences toughened you up for you know the person you become today but what was your 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 first moment because you was at Arsenal for a long time you know when they said you're not good enough how did that feel from you know hearing that yeah then like then like I was upset then like then that then I think personally then then it was more me than having to leave all my friends that I've been with for eight, nine, ten years and move to a different part of the country. Then like I went down to Yeovil, then like in the middle of nowhere with nobody that I really knew. Then I was quite lucky that Freeman actually come to Yeovil with me. So then like Luke Freeman followed me to Yeovil on loan. So then I had that mate with me at the start. And yeah, then like it certainly toughened me up, but then like it was the best decision that I ever made then going down to Yeovil. The best decision that I made in football was that. Why is that? What What did you learn there? Because I know you got promoted to the championship um, via the playoffs as well, which is a great way of doing it. That was in 2013. Yeah. What, what else did it teach you? Just in playing men's football at 18, 19, then like, I have loads of friends that stayed at Arsenal until they were 22, but never played many first team games. Then I like, didn't really go out on loan. And then, then like, when it comes to them finally leaving at 21, 22, and like they haven't played first team football, then like there ain't gonna be many managers in the Championship League one that who's gonna trust them to come in, play the games, and then like try and keep them in a the job because it's not then like you're not playing for fun anymore. Then then like you're playing for the manager's job. So I think that was just me going and play men's football, toughen up a bit. Then like I was, then like, I was a little skinny lad who then like who was a centre half but played centre mid at Yeovil. Then wasn't good at centre mid. Then dropped back to right back and found my spot. So yeah, then I like, just having to play against men. Uh, what I like is that you, we obviously, we've just learned that your nickname's Bill, but was it true that you were also labelled Big Time Charlie at Yeovil? I heard that. Yeah, I heard yeah. you were Big Time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, then like, but then like, I come from Arsenal, so then like, I've got to have a certain swag about me, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> what so, car were you driving at 18? No, I did like, I, then, like, I had a banged out Vauxhall Astra. Then like, I gave it, <laughs> then like, I bought it when I was 17. Do you know what? Then like, I had that car from 17 and then I had it all the way through Yeovil. So four years I kept it. And then when I signed for Bristol and like finally thought, right, I got a little bit, then I got a new car. But I kept that car for, I ran it into the ground. So <laughs> I, then then like then like the big time Charlie thing was a little bit, yeah. Sorry, yeah, see, of course. Yeah, you turned up with the Louis Vuitton pants. You did, didn't you? You turned up with the wash bag. You turned, I know you did. And you had your socks like rolled up. You had your tracksuits rolled up. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, then, look, then, just then, like, I think that big time thing comes from, then there, but then, like, was one incident in training where, but then I got dropped a couple of weeks before. And um, then, like, one of the centre-halves, then, like, Huntington, who did that was playing so then was playing the game and the ball gone through and then my mates gone through and scored and then Hunston started shouting and that and then I went back at him and was like so it was a bit of a thing and then he said then look like you, you then I have to try to get back into the team you big time Charlie so I was like okay then so then so so but then I was playing centre mid balls got rolled out to him centre half I've ran 20 yards I've just clattered into him took him out I said there we go then like how's that for a big time Charlie and then he's got up tried to so we've had a little scuffle little fight gaffer at the time sent me and you'll never play for me again I said I don't want to play for this club anyway I'm done da, da, da. walked in Jeez. then like, I called my agent I said then like I think I've messed this up oh, <laughs> then like I think I've messed this up so then my agent said look don't worry about it go in tomorrow then I like, just say sorry so then I went in the next day I said look then I'm sorry, like I said stupid things. He was like, then like then like it's absolutely fine. Then like that's football. Who was the manager? Skiverton. Then like then like Skiverton who oh, Skiver. then like he signed me. So like yeah, yeah, Skiver, yeah. So like then like I still speak to him now. Then like he's still the coach there, so I still speak to him now. 
then like he signed me there and then like he gave me the chance so then I went back in the next day and just said sorry and he was like don't be so silly then like that's football well she's done was that like you know that night were you were you really worried about it was it one of those sleepless nights where you're like oh what if I go back in and they say no and yeah then I I was really nervous because then like it was my first year there and then I then I, I only played probably then I started the first 10 games or something, but then come mm-hmm. out of the team and I was thinking, Jesus, then like, I could be struggling here. And yeah, then like, then like it actually worked out well for me because then a couple of weeks later, the right back got injured and I thought, then like, I'm just going to go into him and say, look, then like, I can play right back. Like, then that like, give me a chance to play there. And then like he played me against Southampton actually, then like my first game. And then like that Southampton team, it was Chamberlain. It, then like it was... Lalana, it was Lambert, it was the like their team that got them up and then back to back promotion. So it was my first game. So playing right back, I've done right and I've played there ever since. That's amazing. I had no idea that. So that's literally like a sliding doors yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. No, because I was gonna say that listen, I know Skivo and you know, Yovo was in the lower leagues, played against them many years. Um, so how did it feel on and we'll touch on different promotions, but for me. Yeovil getting into the champ is similar to Wickham getting into the champ. So, you know, having that achievement at such a young age, did you realise the magnitude at that time? I mean, you're just young and you're thinking, bro, this is just kind of football. Like, I've gotten into Yeovil, we've got promoted to the champ. But how did that, how did that first success, you know, sit with you? No, I didn't, uh, yeah, but then I knew straight away, like, what us boys actually did then like because the first two years I was there then 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 I was down at the bottom fighting for relegation then I barely staying in the league and then the third year then we just started well and just hit a run and got into the playoffs and won the playoffs and then like I think I was like 40,000 at Wembley which like it's half the stadium but honestly it felt so good to walk out and see all that green and white in one side it was like there was like 22,000 Yeovil fans and then like there's 40,000 in the town of Yeovil. So it was half the town was there. Yeah, and it, it, nice. then it was just wicked. Then uh, like we won it, jumped back on the coach after the game, went, stopped, stopped off at the off licence, like right outside Wembley, stopped off at McDonald's, just got loads of stuff, headed back to Yeovil and then jumped in a pub for three days. It was brilliant. Unreal. <laughs> for three days, did you say? Uh, yeah, like honestly, then like, like we just sat in there for days and days just drinking go home for a little bit come back get back on it it was it was brilliant it was amazing I'd love to be I'd love to experience something like that I mean I've had a bender before but I don't know if I've managed yeah. to have a bender quite like that <laughs> I think I'll probably give I'll give you a little bit of a run for your money but I don't think I'd beat you there yeah. um so how did your career progress after that what was your next step uh Yeovil then I played the year in the champ with Yeovil and then then then, then like, we got relegated but I'd done well thought I'd played well then thought I'd have a chance of a championship move somewhere or then like to at least stay in the championship but there there weren't nobody that would take me from Yeovil and to stay in the championship so then I got a call from Cottrell and I signed for Bristol City and signed there and yeah then I had to drop back to League One which was a bit disappointing at the time because I thought I'd done it right but and I just had to take what I was given and start a game, basically. Tell me about Cottrell. Cottrell Tell brilliant. me about Cottrell. Like, yeah, because it's, it's hit and miss. It's kind of like he, you, yeah, you kind of like yeah. him or you hate him. Yeah. Then, like, he's chocolate. Like, he loves himself. Like, he would eat himself if he yeah. could. He, he, but <laughs> he was brilliant, honestly. He was brilliant. Like, then, then, like, he signed me and straight away he said, look, then, look, like, I want you to play like this. I don't care what people think. Then I want you to be a right side centre half, but I just want you to bomb. Just, just, just keep going, keep going back and back and forth. And I was like, brilliant. That 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 suits me. And yeah, then like he just like he was strolling. Then then like his shirt rolled up, just stroll around. Uh, then like, I just looked at him and thought, yeah. Then I like that. <laughs> so your Bristol City team was it had the J Emmanuel Thomas Flint, yeah, Lab. Like y'all lot, you you won League One. Um, was that yeah. that's when you yeah cruise League One, yeah, we cruise League One. We you, you ever, then I like, got to the JPT final. Then uh, like I think we played you in the semis, didn't we? Then yeah, like, did we yeah, play yeah. you? I in remember the playing y'all lot. Y'all lot, you lot, you, yeah. you lot was you lot was a problem that year. <laughs> you lot was a problem. <laughs> yeah, that nah, year. Then like our team was. <laughs> then we had a really good team, and then like it weren't just a team. It then it was like on the pitch, like off the pitch. We just hung around together. Then like it was all like. 
23 24 then and we just spent all day all night together it was it was unreal then like it's a good city to to go out in and have a good time and that so yeah it was just real good time because it's like a uni city isn't it yeah it's proper like arty like it's real cool and that like people Man, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good yeah, it's good it's a good time but you were like good kings time. weren't you <laughs> yeah kings in Bristol. We just, yeah it was a good time it, it, it yeah we had some laughs there'll be so many people listening that are that are waiting for you to get onto the Leeds chapter because they're so excited and and for everything that you've managed to achieve with this Leeds side um it was 2016 wasn't it in the summer that you you made that move what did it feel like to earn that move yeah it was good then like uh then like I weren't playing at Bristol City then then like right at the end of that last season that I was there then then I weren't playing then like I weren't making the squad some weeks and um then like I went on holiday with Kyle Bartley who was at Swansea at the time but then uh, um, he then was going on loan to Leeds so I just said to him then I text the manager and see if he wants a right back Uh, then like it was Gary Monk at the time so thought nothing of it went back into pre-season with Bristol City played the first game and then after the first game on a Saturday then uh, the uh, team sheet went up for the Carling Cup on the Tuesday and uh, then I weren't in it I was like right okay then then uh, like I got a call from my agent saying look then that like, we had a bid from Leeds accepted and we're gonna go down there buzzing it's like yeah can't wait for this so uh, went down there on the Wednesday yeah yeah then like literally it was then like Kyle sent him a message in Thailand so then I was in Thailand start of June we uh, and then so Kyle went pre-season and like of course then like Leeds had right backs and stuff and then on the Sunday on their first game of the season then that right back got injured then that was on TV so I thought, oh, maybe I got a chance. So I spoke to Kyle after the game, and and then Kyle said, look, then I think there's going to be a bid going in for you. I was like, no, then don't be silly. And yeah, it went in on Monday, and I was signed there on the Wednesday, Thursday. Jeez, yeah, you know you so, owe Kyle a drink in like, Miami. Like, yeah, you, 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 did you hook up yeah, Kyle for that? Yeah, <laughs> like I paid him back. Don't you worry about that in drinks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you worry about that. I paid it back in drinks. <laughs> all right, so tell me. All right, so listen, as, as a player, and that comes, you know, it's come out of the blue, um, and it's the leads, like the magnitude of leads, and you step in there. So what was your first? You stepped in there. What was, just, what was your first memories of stepping into that league? And was you nervous? Like, you know what I'm saying? Was you nervous going in there thinking, ooh, yeah, nervous. Big, or yeah, 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 nervous. Then, like, obviously... Growing up, then like as a kid, then like you see Leeds playing the Champions League and that, and then you never think you're gonna play for them. And then obviously things for the last sixteen, seventeen years went a bit downhill and whatnot. But yeah, to then like to go there and play that first game, there, there, there was probably about twenty-two thousand in at Ellen Road on my first game, which there, but then that was still the top stand, free and everything. But the noise was mega, and yeah, just walking out and hear it. And like hearing them sing and stuff, I was nervous. I was real nervous, but got through it well. Loved every minute of it, and I haven't looked back since. What you just said there about about the fact that Ellen Road wasn't always full, so that was like 2016, compared to what it was like before COVID hit and and all the fans weren't allowed to come back into the stadium before you even got promoted into Premier League. How did that grow? Like, how did you see that growing? We you did not see it grow for that for that first year with Monk in charge then like with Gary Monk in charge he come in and then the team finished then I think they finished like twelfth the season before fifteenth or something like that and then like we started the season and we were in and around the playoffs and the crowds would just keep getting more and more every game and then by probably Christmas then like it was full the top stand was back open and it was rocking it was. The noise in there was unbelievable. Then, then like I can remember that I weren't playing the games, and I think I got five bookings or ten bookings or one or two. And then like it was against Brighton at home, and then like I was sat up in the stand, and then like we scored late on, and the noise was unbelievable. And when you're playing, then I know it sounds a bit cliche, but you don't really take it in as much as you do when you're sat there. So I was sat in the ground, and that Brighton game, the noise was unbelievable, and. And ever since then, it's been full. It's been full to the brim and home and away is mental. 
Alright, so you know, like, so we've talked to a couple of leads, man, names, Coops, um, and Dallas and them, man. Um, so you was there with all the different managers. It's come and gone. Turbulence. So yeah. tell me your mindset of how you had to reset every time a new manager came in. So tell me how you dealt with that process. Because as as players, you're like, all right, Monk signed me. Cool, I'm his player. He gets sacked, another manager comes in. Yeah. So was your mindset in a sense where, oh, boy, I'm a for this manager. What was your mindset when Leeds was just going through that topsy-turvy um, period? Uh, yeah, then, like, of course, then, like, every single time there's a manager change. And I think I've played with, I think it's five managers now we've had here since I've been here. And then like, it's only my fifth season. So, um, of course, five or four, sorry, four. Wait, I'll let, then I'll make sure I get that right. Yeah, so then I've had, yes, yes. So then I've had four managers. Um, so, like, of course, then you're always thinking then, like, is this manager going to like me? Is this manager going to like me? But then, then, like, it comes down to you at the end of the day. Then, like, if you're playing well and then you're training well and you're doing everything right, then, then, then like, you're not going to give him a chance to get you out of the team or anything. So then it comes down to me playing well and, trying to keep my spot in the team which luckily I have when Marcelo Bielsa came in how much did you know about him and what were your like initial impressions of, of, of the kind of person that he is then over uh, then like at the start when I first heard about it then like I didn't really know much about him so I'd done a bit of research spoke to a few people and uh speaking to Carl Bartley who played with uh, then like, he was at Swansea and like he was with somebody who played with him at Marseille and Carl said like this guy is like then I like, start doing your running now because he runs you into the ground apparently so you need to make sure you're ready for pre-season so I was like no no then like, I'll be fine I'll be fine at first pre-season wow it was it was a struggle it was a struggle but and then 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 like the first time we met him then like you come into the changing rooms and like he didn't speak any English so then he was going around and like trying to remember people's squad uh, names so he so then he come up to Rufy first and like he stood there for a couple of seconds and he was trying to remember Rufy's name and he finally got it. But then he sacked it off after that. And then he just started going around and then like doing it by numbers. Two, higher two, higher five. And just like started like doing it by our squad numbers because he watched every game from the previous season. So then like he just knew us by our numbers. It was quite weird. But yeah, wow. then yeah, then like for Does the first really two weeks now? of pre-season, never see him. Yeah, well, Bill. So then, like, I don't know if he knows my real name. He's like, who's this Lee Galen they keep talking about? <laughs> yeah, who's, who's this character? This Bill. Then, like, in pre-season, then, like, for the first two weeks, never saw him. Then, like, never come out for training once. Then, like, it was always running or doing drills with his, like, staff. And then the first day he come out, then, like, we played our murder ball session, like, our football session. he come out for the first time. So, like, if a manager's coming out, meeting you for the first, like, taking his first training sessions, like other managers come around, be a bit friendly, just come out, start shouting at us, shouting, run, run, run. I was like, oh my gosh. It was the hardest session I've ever done in football. And that was the first Jeez. time he come out and done a training session. So we knew it was in. See, and this is what, this is what I want to touch on. You know, we've all, we've heard in that throughout the games, you know, you hear like about, oh, this gaffer loves to run, yeah, you know? So you kind of, in your head, you feel like you know in it. You're like, listen, how much more different running can there be? Do you get what I'm saying? But we've heard from Coots, we've heard that exactly. Yeah. Like Marcelo, he doesn't play. It's like real talk. If you don't run, you're not for him. Yeah, no. And then should I, then like the best thing about that is then like we got like Pablo Hernandez, who is 34, 35, who still has to do the same running that Jamie Shackleton, who's 19, is. Do you know oh. what I mean? It's Oh, then like, it's the Lord same for Jesus everyone. Like the then, like yeah, yeah. Bro, there, there. Then like, there'll be no days off for you. Then you would be running with us. You'd be Jeez. doing everything. Like he, like he doesn't care. But but then like, it's good for us because he know because us boys know that everybody gets treated the same. There, like there ain't yeah. no special treatment for say like a Rafa now who's unbelievable. We can do what he wants anyway. And and uh, then I like, still be the best player, but then I like, still got to do the same running as us. He still got to get to a certain sprints and all this. So then like it's good for that. 
One of my favourite, I think it's probably my favourite now, um, game of the season that I've been to see live is actually your game against Leicester. So it was at the King Power. And yeah. um, I had never seen, the only time I'd seen you live before was actually against Derby. And it was the first leg of the playoffs that season that Derby, I think, Derby beat you in the end, I think. But did you win the first leg? <sighs> It was that, yes, it was we that did season, win the first leg. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah um, won the first that leg. was that was the only time I've seen you play before, and and it was in a bit of a different environment. I wasn't pitch side. I didn't kind of. It wasn't the same kind of um, vibe. I didn't think as this time. I watched you this time, and I was like, oh my god! It was definitely my favourite game of the season because both of you obviously really fit teams, just like sprinting back and forth, and like there's so many different things that I like about watching Leeds but it was it was my favorite to be in person and actually watch and that's against a Leicester side that are established Premier yeah. League champions it was just like it was just like you 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 don't really care who you play you'll still play the same game and it was still really fun what makes me laugh about you as well is like your facial expressions when you play football are, are really funny like you laugh <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I smile you laugh lot, yeah. and you, yeah, you are, you're almost like a fan sometimes when you're playing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, then, be, then oh, like I am a fan out there playing my dream. Do you know what I mean? So I like to have a laugh, have a smile, like try and have a laugh with the person I'm playing with, like maybe put him off where like I can get him to laugh and joke. But then like not many people do that in the frame. Like there ain't many people that have they a don't. little back and forth. You know, they're so straight faced. Like then like, in the Champions League no one, then like you get somebody who gives it back to you yeah it's then like it's different isn't it it's completely different but then like, I ain't going to change the way I play then like, I'm still going to run around with a smile on my mm. face and enjoy every minute of it so I mean it was great so that game you beat them 3-1 and um it was it was massive massive that game for your guys and I remember speaking to your boss afterwards and what we'd noticed is that by the time subs were made Everyone that was on that pitch were all championship players that played in the team from the championship. And it was my proudest moment because he hadn't realised that. And why would he? Obviously, it's something that like yeah. we and our stats guys pick up on because we think it's interesting. But I do think it was interesting because of the way that he's developed you guys into players. And I look at what you're doing this season. Manchester City haven't managed to beat you. You managed to beat them the other day. You went down to 10 men. And I, I just thought that was like... That's your season, do you know what I mean? Like that there, yeah. just refusing to be beaten, never never knowing when you're beaten, do you know what I mean? And like never allowing the pressure to get to you, even when it's Man City, it's just incredible. Yeah, then like I um, think it comes from that first game of the season when then like we went to Anfield and just played our football. And then I think a lot of people kind of n- knew how we played in the championship and kind of thought that we might not be able to do it in then like this league because we'll get picked off or teams will counter-attack us too easy and score many goals which which has happened a few times this season but we shrug it off and we go on the night to the next game and try and win it so then then I think it comes from that first game of the season because we walked in after that game obviously a bit disappointed that we just threw away a point at the end of it because we should have probably drew that game and we threw away a point and but still like just like the boys were all smiling like wow like that was pretty impressive that wasn't it like it was all buzzing that we just been beat 4-3 which weren't buzzing that we got beat but then it was buzzing how we played and how we coped with it so yeah then like we just carried it on from that day really Coop said something when we had him on like you've always been a fit guy um, not like I'd ever try and chase you down the channel and that but you've always been a fit guy for like, your career <laughs> innit so so when Coops Coops was like you know what when Marcella came in he took him to a level that he never knew there was <clears throat> so basically just upped his kind of his limitations that did he do the same for you? So, you know, when he came in and you was a fit guy and or now do you feel not I'm saying superhuman, but has that shift in your mindset of how you see football as that different that what Marcelo's brought in for you? Yeah. Then like hundred percent. Then like, like, I wish I had him when I was 21, 22. Like then like, I tell the young lads here, like they don't know how lucky they are to have this manager now to have, what he's brought to like, like you take me, Coop, Stewie, Dallas, who like Stewie was like on the building site at 2021, and now he's absolutely ripping up the Premiership. Do you know what I mean? And Coops was at Chesterfield playing League One. I was at Yeovil, and then obviously then like we then we're playing for Leeds, so then like we're doing something right. Then then like we were decent footballers, but not to the level that we are now. And then like I've always thought of myself as quite a fit, quite in shape 
footballer but when he come in he was like no then like you need to lose five kilos and I was like there's no way I can lose five kilos yeah I was like no way like I'm then I'm skinny like there, like there was nothing to me like then like I weren't really one who had abs and that but I was like look then like, I'm all right then like, I can get up and down the pitch I'm okay I'm good no you should have just got go and got a haircut five kilos. yeah no they're not like you don't want to see this with this off. <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> no chance. Sell me. Sell me. <laughs> um, whatever, whatever's going on, it's working because at the moment now, well established in the Premier League this season. Like you're, you're absolutely fine. You're flying. You're also on a run of six games unbeaten at the moment. How long can that run go on for? And and what does what feels good about this little run of, of six games in comparison to perhaps some others that where you've dropped points? Yeah, then like then then I think these last six games, like obviously we played three of well, we played Liverpool, Man City, Man U and Chelsea in these six games that were unbeaten. So yeah. to stay unbeaten in them games is pretty impressive in itself. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Then the like, like it's not all me, but I'll take the clap. Your part, yeah. But no, yeah. Then, then, like, I think these last few games, then, like, I think we've shown a different side of how we can play because we're playing against some of the best players and the best teams. So, I feel like that we've not had as much of the ball as we were than I would have wanted. Then maybe not had as many chances as as what we was making in the first half of the season, but to be strong in defence and to show that we can play a different way has been really pleasing for me these last six games and then we've got five games left and then we'll try and keep this one going and and then I see where we can finish. Luke, is it true that, or Bill, is it true that you was the last person to score at Ellen Road with the fans? Well, second last because Patrick scored in the game so then it was the last game that I scored in, the yeah. The last game. Well, yeah. Patrick always wants so, to take the, the line yeah. like our strikers. We always do that, man. You get me, like, yeah. Hold you get yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to be fair, then, but then, uh, like Pat's goal was from about two yards out, a tapping, and my goal was a little bit better than that. So then I can understand why people only remember that goal from that game. <laughs> this goal, right? So, let me, so, go on, so go basically, on. you you've inspired some. <laughs> You've inspired some street art because of it. Was this goal the one when you took your hair out and just like went mad? Yeah, let one? it roll and yeah, then I played I remember my guitar. That. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. It was amazing, amazing goal. And also to like to wander around and have like some street art um, by the Burley Banksy apparently yeah. is as well. And I've seen it. it's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. Then like then like I haven't been there yet, but I plan to go and see it. Then uh, then like he's done a, quite a few bits around town. Uh, there's quite a few bits have gone up so it's nice to finally have my bit up on the wall it's it's good Jerry's done a good job I've got art as well yeah Luke don't come out here like you're the only one I've got it in Reading and I haven't even paid for it yeah it was in a school it was was in a school they just you know I was like that bam and they drew it come on now us art lovers must stick together (laughs) it's random as hell though but it's 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 random as hell but I ain't gonna lie I was I was humbled. Like I walked into Tough the school bit. and Tough I was like, ah, oh, this is mad. It was mad. It was mad. I'm humbled. Shout out to them, man, still. Right. I've got some quotes I want to read out to you that might embarrass you a little bit, but I think you'll enjoy them as well. Um, this is from Jamie Carragher. I think he's one of the standout players, not just in his position, but certainly in the Premier League this season. He's an outstanding player with a great story. We talk about the European Super League. You think of a player like him starting at Yeovil, Bristol City, and now he's in the Premier League at 29 years old. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's wicked. Then, then, like coming from somebody like him as well. Do you know what I mean? Then, like I, then I actually got home that night and stuck on the game, and I just kept. Yeah, it was. Uh, then I was buzzing Rewind because he spoke play. about me quite a lot. I was, yeah, I was buzzing. I bet I was that is. Sure That's a really was nice feeling. Keeping it down, and the baby was quiet, so I could proper listen to it. But no, it's nice to hear them things. Then, like, especially for somebody like that who who bigs you up like that, it was nice. VAR. So last weekend's game, you were involved in an exchange between you and the linesman. Um, what did you say to him? Um, then, like I just said, then like is then like he offside there, and he said no, and that was it. I think it was something along them lines. I don't think yeah. I quite put no, it, it in them. Bit, it was a little bit different, words, brother, but man. Like, you like, was it a little bit you know different? Then, 
then it was, then, then, it was like, hey, like big in man, my head, this is, let me, let, I said... Let me break it down to you. This is how you said it. Hey, big man, you got a flag. <laughs> they give you a flag. Use it. You know what I'm saying? That's how you broke it down to him. He's like, hey, yeah. big man, use your flag. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Because I just find it so annoying this year that they wait and they wait and they wait and then they put up the flag. They're like, yeah. if you know it's offside, just pull it up. And just put it up. Then like, I thought it was offside. So I gave the liner what I thought of it. And yeah. And then it got captured and it weren't how I thought I said it. There was a few words in there. Keep the moment, isn't it? Just yeah, exactly. Moment, sort of exactly. Um, we'll, we'll move on from VAR because otherwise yeah. I'll, we'll have too many conversations about it and I'm not sure anyone really likes it or at least the use of it. No. And what about the European Super League? So <laughs> it's just been, last week was a mad week for football, wasn't it? For you guys, um, you took a stance. You, you were playing Liverpool and you, your shirt said earn it, basically along those lines. Like you have to earn it if you want to go and play European football. Whose idea was that and, and what was the the sort of reaction that you felt you got the shirts come from above us then like there was something that then I think the owner wanted to do so then like, we just said that we would do it um like the boys personally then like it broke that day and it was a big story and then I like, just sounded silly from the off really didn't it it was just yeah. then like it was doomed from the minute it come out then like it was never gonna work and then like it's done now so hopefully that then like we stop hearing about it and it stops going on because it's getting quite tedious really it's just then like it's never going to work because then like then like that's not why people watch football for something that then like you can't get promoted then, then you can't get relegated then like you get 300 million more than what other teams in the same league are getting and you then then it just didn't make any sense let's talk about england let's talk about like you know that bap, bap, bap. you know what i'm saying so have have you or are you holding any outside chance because listen I think you've been a bad boy player this season. JC, Jamie Carragher's been talking it. So, even though there is England's got a lot of right-backs and that, are you holding a little bit of an outside chance that maybe you'll get a call-up? Um, no, then, like, of course, then, like, it's a dream to play for England. But then like, I think, then, like, when you see Trent can't get even like, in the squads and mm. there's other young right-backs that, I dare and got a chance of it. Look, then like I got a nice little bit from the manager saying that I was in his, then that like, he said that I've been doing really well and whatnot. But there's about eight right backs that then I could do a job there. So like, obviously you hang on to it and hope for the best, but I don't think so. I don't think so. But you who knows? Know my, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Exactly, man. Uh, listen, I've got his number, yeah? Don't watch that, man. I've got his number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you and Trent, because you're one of my guys and that. You hear me? <laughs> I've got to ask you as well. It's, it's another big weekend this weekend because the Premier League clubs and the Premier League in general and a lot of broadcasters as well, people that work in the industry, have all decided to join this boycott of social media. It starts at Friday, 3 o'clock, and then it goes all the way until Tuesday as well, yeah. all across the game weekend basically any any day that a game has been played I really enjoyed what Patrick Bamford said as well post-match yeah. um used his opportunity um it to got... say actually you know what the yeah. European Super League is one thing but if we all had the same energy and put it towards racism wouldn't that be great and and other issues as well that surround sport in a negative fashion do you are you going to join this boycott and, and do you think it's a good thing yeah but then like I'm joining it um yeah but then like it's a good thing but then I also think it's quite then I'm quite sad that it takes for us to have to do this to 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 be heard, you know. Then, mm. then like it's been going on now for you for don't know how long, and then like I then that then like everybody knows it's quite an easy fix. Then like it just needs then like some form of ID. Then like when you sign up to these platforms, and then it's done, and then then like you probably get rid of half of the stuff that goes on. So then like I find it quite sad that it still takes for us to have to boycott social media then that like, to get a point across which mm. which it shouldn't be then that like, we're in 2021 it's it's sad that this still happens I'm with you on that um and you know for me I'm I'm part of me I'm cool with them wanting to do a campaign um I've already said this I've sat down at my club I won't be doing a campaign just in a sense where I do back the campaign I just find that with the Super League it was a lot of talk so it was listen Let's go to action. And with this, it's more silence. So listen, I know there's different ways to, to get a point across. I know for me, I'm just like, 
we've done many campaigns when it comes to racism. I felt that not being funny when it came to the Super League, it was up, it was at them, it was effective. It was shut down. It was done in two days. It was done in two days, shut down two days. You get what I'm saying? It was, you know, it was, it was like, everybody was called to arms. That's what I felt. You know what I'm saying? Rightly so. Like, we all heard it. It was like, this is ridiculous. Don't even try and change the fabric of the game. You know what I'm saying? And I felt it was that. Mans came together. And I felt like we've done campaigns like this before with enough. And and I'm not knocking it. That's the worst thing is I'm not knocking it. I don't want to feel like, I think anything that you can highlight a situation is good. I just think more needs to be done personally sort of thing. So that's my take on it. But I'm all for it being highlighted and the more we can talk about it, the hopefully the more we can start yeah, doing things or making change. Sorry, you get what I mean? Definitely. I totally agree with you. I agree with you, Bio, because I think as well, we've, we've done these kind of boycotts for like a day before and that sort of stuff. And you come off for a day and you go back and it's, everything's back to normal. I'm kind of hoping, the reason I want to be part of it is because I, I'm sort of hoping that four days will lead to something else and will lead to something bigger, perhaps. And mm-hmm. um, there is a part of me that's that's sceptical because I kind of think I'm, I do think the same as you. And, and you know, we were right. Every, every job that I do in the media everyone was like, the European Super League, I've never seen a reaction like that in my life. Yeah. And and you're right, the fact when it when it hurts people's wallets and, and when that is the threat, that's when people come to action. Yeah. So um yeah, I think in terms of trying to tackle racism in society, society has a long way to go by itself, not even, you know, via football. But you know yeah. what? Like maybe just start using some of those same punishments that you're talking about, kicking exactly. people out of competitions. Like, why don't yeah. you why don't you actually act with with the tools that you have? Um, and I'm talking about UEFA and, and the Premier League as well. Everybody, everyone involved in it has a lot more power to do something about this than they actually are using. And you're right. Luke, it comes down, it's sad that it comes down to us thinking, well, we've got to come off social media for four days. There are fans that really love using it and use it responsibly and want to know how their team are getting on and engage with people. So, yeah, it's sad really, isn't it? But um, I suppose, unfortunately, um, this is the world that we live in today, isn't it? One more question. One more question, Luke. Tell me, we we touched on your journey. Two, actually, two questions. Did you always know you'd make it to the Prem? <laughs> and how did it feel when you finally did make it to the Prem from your journey? No, I didn't. Uh, like, when I got released by Arsenal, then I'll be totally honest with you, then I thought I would get back to the Championship somehow and be a good Championship player and maybe play a few years in it. But to play in the Premiership, I didn't actually think I would do, to be honest with you. Then to finally do it and to go to Anfield and actually captain the team that day as well. It was, it was unbelievable, honestly, like just so proud. Yeah. Like, yeah, just the, then like, I got the shirt hung up, the captain's armband is all in a frame and that. So yeah, it's, yeah, just so proud of, so proud of what I've done. Yeah, I am. What's the next? Have you got anything on your list? Any, anything else that you want to achieve? Is there like something you're ticking off? No, not really. Then, like, I just want to stay here for as long as I can, play, play many more years in the Premiership, and then and, like see where it takes me. Then, like, I've never been one for like setting big goals or anything. I just take it as it comes, and then like see what happens. Brilliant. Well, look, we're, we're Bill. I should say, shouldn't I, Bill? We are. We are all here for it, and we've been loving watching you play this season, last season as well. Since you've been at Leeds, to be honest, um, we wish you the best of luck as well. The last what four, five games of the season? Now? Five games, wow. yeah, five days. Five, five games, games left. left. Yeah, keep no, shining, my brother. Just stay, stay below yeah, exactly, the yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right, brilliant, Luke. Thank you so much. We'll Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My blessings. There you go, Luke Ayling, just as brilliant as I imagined he was going to be, by What a great guy. You know what? He is such just balance leveled and you know what you're just talking about with like Billy Boy and that. He's literally yeah. he, he just his whole <laughs> outlook to life and football just seems like a joker. He's cool, man. I've got time for it. Chilled, isn't he? Like really relaxed. Really, really like that. Um, okay, guys, as always, um, it's time to look through the Super Six fixtures for round 53. 53. I'm not joking, like 53 rounds we've had. That's great. It's it's shot, but listen, uh, we must only have like what? 
four left, three, yeah, four? we must do. We must it's, do. I'm oh, sure there's shot by. I think there's five games in the Premier League left. And what, three in the Championship? Is that right? The two. Two, two in the Championship? Wow. Two. That is yeah, incredible. Two, two in the Championship. Okay, so reminder, guys, download the Super 6 app, create an account, play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen matches and you could win £250,000 this week. A reminder as well, if you invite your mates to join Super 6 and any of them win, then you get a bit of a share of the jackpot, so you get £25,000 just for inviting your mates if they go on and win. Okay, prediction time. You ready, Bio? Come on now, always. Let's do it. Um, now, the first one is Brighton against Leeds. Oh. I know. All right, so... If I recall, because you know I always pay attention and that, I think Luke said Leeds are unbeaten in six and Brighton mm. ain't one in six. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, sod's law, Brighton would win, but we just had Luke on, so I'm going to say Leeds win. So I'm going to say 2-1 Leeds. See, I think it's going to be a bit more high scoring. I'm going to say 3-1 to Leeds. Yeah. Okay. Okay, next one. Birmingham, Cardiff. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Do you know what? I'm going to say Birmingham 1-0. Luton, Middlesbrough. Luton's Middlesbrough. Again, both of them playing for nothing at Luton. I'm going to say 1-0 Middlesbrough. Do you know what? I'm going to go for a Borough win. I'm going to say 2-0 Borough. Okay, next one is Stoke QPR. Stoke QPR. I'm going to go with a home win for this. I think Stoke's going to win and I think Stoke's going to win 2-0. I'm going to go for a QPR win here. I'm going to say away from home, QPR. Oh, can I do that? QPR went away from home 1-0. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Millwall, Bristol City. I'm going to go for, I'm not say a boring weekend, but I'm going to say a 1-1 draw with this. I'm going to say a 1-0 win for Millwall at home. And then the final one is Huddersfield, Coventry. 2-1 Coventry win. I might actually go for a 2-1 Huddersfield win only because it's at home to Huddersfield and I can't separate them. Um, so there you go. Right, well, that is it for another Super 6 podcast. A brilliant week. Luke Aileen was absolutely excellent. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks for listening. Uh, yo, shout out Luke, you know. He's my guy, you know. Right, listen, people, remember we're on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at Super 6. Yeah, and if you're enjoying it, hit the like, hit the subscribe buttons as well and it will automatically download for you each week. And give us a five-star review if you fancy it as well. All right, that is it, Bio. Thank you so much. Hi, right, LW, always a pleasure, never a chore. See you next week. Peace. See you next time.